takes a lot of love and guesswork. Thankfully, we don't have to do it alone. Live and enjoy the moment that you're living in now and focus on that. When that becomes our priority, then, you know, the rest, of everything else just becomes background noise. Yeah. You know, yeah. just focusing on what do I have in this moment? We're three hermanas who are moms, wives, and share how we do life, family, and faith. You know, that sounds so much to my husband. He's like the voice of reason for me. When like I feel like everything is like going crazy, or when I when I fall into that trap of comparison, he's like, Evelyn, that calm down, you know, and you know, it's only gonna hurt you. Join our familia as we learn together, laugh, and have sometimes loud and crazy conversations. In real life, you know, whether you go to church or at work, um, around what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I should have known that. I'm ashamed. <laughs> Welcome to a little mass. Hola, hola, hola. This is episode three, Woo! Ooh, number three. Ooh, ooh. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> hola, ooh, familia. Come on, Evelyn, get it on. How this are you? Right We're here. so excited. <laughs> to have you guys love, once again. What? I love her little. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's so subdued. <laughs> Whatever. She'll warm up. She'll warm up. Yeah. I will. Give me a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me a while. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, grab your little favorite drink and join our conversation. As uh, first off, we wanted to talk a little bit about our some of our favorite shows that are coming back yeah things we're looking forward to yeah things we're looking forward to so it's uh, fall season it is fall season the networks are vying for our attention no more reruns. Look, I'm no just excited more. that it's yeah. fall. That that's just it. Oh, I know. I'm just and super the excited. Here I in the IE has been so I finally like, got to yummy. take out my boots uh, for yummy, a stroll. Yummy. Yes, I know. <laughs> I took I didn't take advantage of the opportunity that the um weather was so great to, you know, dust off my boots. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I didn't even dust off. That's okay, my sister. I'm I not I mean, I just got to do it today. Yeah. I was in flip-flops the rest of the well, week. I've been in flip-flops too. Today, but then I was like yeah. It's been so nice. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Seriously. I was uh uh with my friend and we went shopping and mm-hmm. everything is pumpkin spice everywhere oh, in no. the aisles. <laughs> and we were laughing her and I because she was telling me she was like, Yeah, I'm not a big pumpkin person. I'm like, What? <laughs> I'm not there pumpkin. are people that are pumpkin yeah. person. I'm not a big I I'm I always dread when the cinnamon smell starts to come in. Oh, I love cinnamon. Oh, I, love I cinnamon can't stand cinnamon. cinnamon. My favorite. Cinnamon. Oh. <laughs> I say cinnamon. No, 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 you said cinnamon, cinnamon, but you know, yes. maybe. No. Always, always. I, I can't. I can't do it. Oh, but pumpkin, pumpkin, everything. PSL. Okay. Oh Hashtag PSL. <laughs> it's back. At your neighborhood it's about Starbucks. That, right, right then, I was just like annoyed with pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I'm over it. I don't like it anymore. Yeah, so the fall lineup yes. is back, right? Um, I'm sure. Let us know what your favorite shows are. We want to yeah, know. Maybe what we'll are you watching? Out. Yeah, should I be watching this show? I, okay, mm-hmm. I, we have um, one of our cousins. She is awesome. She always knows like <laughs> what does. is up with the new show. She mm-hmm. does. Okay, so shout out to Janet because <laughs> she knows who she is, <laughs> baby girl. Yeah, she always trying to tell me like this show, this show, this show, and I always like okay. And they have them. I have them in my queue, but I'm like I, I just. I'm trying to buy time. I promise. I'll get there. And then weren't we just at our, 
we were hanging out with her one day, uh-huh. and we're like, Jasmine, you've been telling the wrong person about all of these oh, shows. Oh, yeah, she's been telling me about these, like, what, crime shows? <laughs> yes. And I'm not the crime person. That's Evelyn all the way. So I was like, girl, let me refer you to my yeah. sister. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Too so, much. Janet, we love you. <laughs> um, so yeah. some of our favorite shows, right? Yes. Uh, Evelyn and I watch The Good Place. Mm-hmm. It's created by uh, this guy named Michael Schur. If you've ever watched Parks and Rec... The Office. The Office, yeah. So he didn't he didn't create The Office. No. I think he was an executive producer of The Office. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was an executive producer for The Office. Uh, if you are an avid uh, Office watcher or you watched it before, he is Dwight's cousin, Mose. Mm-hmm. The really <laughs> weird looking, <laughs> yes. you know, Pennsylvania. Now he's really Dwight's cousin the, in like in the show. In the show. Yeah, that, yeah. That's who he's supposed he to be. He lives with him. He lives with him. Yeah. And he's like the awkward, like, <laughs> he falls in the well at times. Yes. Oh, my God. He can't use the telephone. Like, you know, <laughs> did he come out in the office for like a few episodes? Or oh, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Okay, then yes. I do remember him. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Familia, just. To clue you guys in, I'm not so huge on this new show. What is it called? The Good Place. The Good Place. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I'm hearing great things from my sisters. Um, but I have seen The Office. I just haven't watched it all the way through. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to catch up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and me, I'm more of a Friends fan. That's like my number one. Like, that's like mm-hmm. all day, every day. But I did watch The Office when it aired originally. Mm-hmm. And, um, but again, because it wasn't. I wasn't like always like you know catching it. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't one of those where like oh my gosh it's coming on yeah. drop everything. I totally See? Was that. And yeah. I watched like I had to watch it from halfway on to the end. Yes. That's when I was like oh my yes, gosh we totally and I fell in love with it. But I missed the, the whole season. beginning. I mean the, oh, the, the whole e- the show end. finale. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was great. It was so and that's it one so thing. Good. It's I'll judge my shows based on your ending. Mm-hmm. So for example, Friends wonderful ending. It was a good ending. The Office great ending also. Um, which one else? Parks and Rec great ending as well. Let me say it again because I, I didn't say great for friends. Friends, great <laughs> ending. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> um, Super fan over here. But I used to really enjoy watching How I Met Your Mother. Uh, yeah. But the ending, the last yes, season was awful. So not bad. good. Yeah. Awful. I so, did too. Because of that. I wanted to know who the dang mother was. Yeah. And then I was just like, really? Yeah, because of that, I'm just like, nah. It's not, um, it didn't make it onto my list of my you know, all-time fave shows. Yeah, because you don't want to watch it again because then you just no. you know the ending already. Right. Yeah, so you're just like, that last season Yeah, tied up all the nice and like. Mm-hmm. Sense well, and then I, I think I also had some problem with the fact that it's titled How I Met Your Mother, which, yes, he eventually shows us how mm-hmm. he met the mom. Mm-hmm. But the whole story was really to ask the kids for permission to start, you know, dating yeah. Aunt Robin. Yeah. So if but we should have said spoiler alert before. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. We're usually think, pretty good about that. I think by now. Yeah. You should We're know. Sorry. I'm, but I can I apologize. <laughs> I, I didn't think. I didn't think. I'm so sorry if you haven't watched I met your mother and you're it's just fine. catching you it. You know that it wasn't good anyway, so it's okay. Oh, just, no. Yeah, and just know that the last season you're gonna be stuck at the wedding for the whole season yeah oh yeah <laughs> but yes. so we were saying girls that we were looking for like you guys are looking forward to the good place mm-hmm. yes the good what place other really shows? really good um so we have the good place we are all looking forward to this is us oh, yes is us. that show Definitely. it's so good it makes you reflect on your own life like we were talking about this right mm-hmm. um i know i i go to comedies because comedies kind of are in a little escape for yes. me mm-hmm. after like you know whatever type of day i'm having or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. And um, so I usually stay away from drama, from like dramatic series. Mm-hmm. But this one, even though it is a dramatic series, I like it so much because it, it helps me to stop and reflect after an episode like, okay, am I spending enough time with my family? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it makes you want to be better. Yeah. It's I can see that. Yeah, no, but, I agree with yeah. you on that. The way that they navigate 
all of their struggles, even mm-hmm. their downfalls, their imperfections, mm-hmm. some dysfunctionality, and come through it together yeah. and stronger. I'm like, yes, props to you. That. This is a great yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So we're really excited about that one. Um, and what else? Oh, Sally, you were saying about a show that you the were The Good Doctor. About. Yes. The Good Doctor. I haven't seen it. It hasn't <laughs> come out just yet. It will be airing this coming Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things for me that I'm looking forward to is it's about a doctor, a surgeon actually, who has autism, but is also a savant. And so he's really good at, there's certain quirks about him that make him really good for his practice of being yeah. a surgeon. The problem is he doesn't necessarily have the backing or the support of his medical community. A lot of his colleagues don't take him seriously. They think, how in the world could a, a surgeon who is autistic mm-hmm. you know, ever really be completely present and do a thorough and, and good job, yeah. you know, but he ends up, it seems like disproving them and kind of gaining their approval, their mm-hmm. acceptance. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I think I'm just excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't see enough characters out there that struggle with some kind of a, um, you know, mental health issue. Um, and so for me, it's like to see that and see how he succeeds and mm-hmm. thrives. Yeah. I'm impressed and I'm looking forward yeah, to that very awesome. much. I wonder if it was based, like the concept was based on somebody. Yeah, that's like a good question. I don't know. Yeah. That's a really good question. I just remember being so excited, like, this is awesome. Well, because I'm thinking, you know, that it'd be, it'd be good to know. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we always want representation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really great way to represent, you know, the autistic yeah, community. Um, community. Yeah. Um, so those are our shows that we're really excited about uh, that have gotten us to, mm-hmm. you know, watch this fall season. Yeah. Um, another thing that we've kind of had a close eye on as well has been. Uh, I want to say my friends theme. Oh, yes. Go <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> just going to go say it. The true fan over here just has yeah, to spit it out. It. Go ahead, Evelyn. Go, go ahead. ahead. Now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The time has passed. Yes. The, time has the 22nd. Was Speak now or forever hold your uh-huh. peace. Um, friends airing for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even old enough to, to watch, watch it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I was old enough, but I think I was not allowed to watch. Yeah. I don't know. The Animaniacs was a cartoon yeah. when I was little. They did like a, a thing on it, and I was like, yeah, I've seen the guy with the monkey, but I don't know what that's about. Like that show, <laughs> I don't know any idea. But um, uh, another thing that we've kind of been keeping a close eye on has been um, uh, these – I know we talked last week a little bit about the natural disasters that yeah. happened. And so um, uh, we know uh, we've seen the images of the earthquake um, that happened in Mexico mm-hmm. and um, the devastating uh, aftermath of Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico oh, yeah. and other parts of the Caribbean as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always want to uh, keep uh, these beautiful people in the forefront of our minds and their hearts, praying for them, lifting them up uh you know, remembering, like we said last time, that the Lord draws near to them, but he uses us to draw near to them as well and to show his love yes, absolutely. towards them. Um, you know, like one of the questions that we posed on the on our blog was uh, many times we asked, well, God, where are you in those situations? Yeah. And we don't see how God has created us as those instruments that he uses to show his physical love to somebody, you know? And so um, maybe you can give. Um Maybe you can go and volunteer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you maybe you don't have the financial means to do that, um, to go volunteer or to give. But you can share. You can share a post from somebody that has um, 
given information as yes, to yes yes here's this organization that can some help. kind of a resource here's this, you I know agree. like i know i didn't even think about that about sharing as one of the things you know to do i mean i i, I knew about it but for some reason i didn't realize the impact until it helped me mm-hmm. to become aware of somebody that's doing great work um uh a couple i think it was like a day ago um an account that i follow um shout out to sweet emmy fest she does um uh, these beautiful like uh cards green cards and stuff and um, she posted a picture and she tagged um, uh, Diego Huerta on it. And I had never, I hadn't heard of him. I hadn't come across him. I clicked on it, looked on his Instagram, mm-hmm. and he does amazing um, portraits yes. of indigenous people in Mexico, in different areas in Mexico. And I was just like blown away by his work and was like, oh my gosh, where, ha- where has he been? Like, he's doing a, I, as I was reading, I found out that he's doing a Kickstarter also. Uh, in order to fund this project mm-hmm. of him being able to collect all of these self-portraits or all of these portraits of the indigenous people that he goes and takes pictures of. And oh my gosh, I really recommend it, guys. Friends, yeah. go on his page and look at it. Diego Huerta, what is it? Diego Huerta Photos, I think, mm-hmm. on Instagram. It's so, so good. And so um, uh, the account that I follow, she tagged him and uh, she tagged him because he is selling uh, prints of the photos that he takes and he is selling postcards that help um, this uh, community in Oaxaca that were affected by uh, the earthquake. That's amazing. And I would have never found out if I if yeah. she wouldn't have shared them. So I was like, yes, sharing is another way. That's ab- absolutely true. Because then you shared it with us, Maves, and we were able to, Evelyn and I kind of look it up and, oh my gosh, are his portraits amazing. Oh, yes. They are gorgeous, full of color, full of life. They tell a story. They're so beautiful. I'm looking at them like, dang, <laughs> I need to get my hand on some Seriously, of these prints. They're I want so one, like, in my beautiful. House. Yes. So, so, yes, so, so Familia, nice. if you can... Check it out. You know, look yeah. it up. Diego Huerta photos. They're beautiful. beautiful. They're gorgeous. I know. And I was like, I got to look at this Kickstarter because mm-hmm. if whenever he puts a collection together, like I want that collection. Yeah. You know, like the history side of me is just like, yes, we need stuff like this mm-hmm. um, that preserves, you know, our culture and the beautiful indigenous people that make us, you know, who we are. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. Um, do you guys know of any other organizations? Yeah, one of the other ones, Evelyn had mentioned it, and I had come across it during the week. A friend of mine had kind of posted it on her account, her social media accounts. So the importance of sharing yeah. what you see, you know. Uh, she had posted something about the rescue team called Topos, oh, okay. T-O-P-O-S. They were formed by young Mexicans uh, during the 1985 Mexico City earthquake. Mm-hmm. And so they just came together to, like, provide relief and supplies and help to rebuild and reconstruct and so today they're also still very active and trying to help the you know communities out in mexico that were affected by these earthquakes uh, that occurred just recently this week and then you know a few weeks ago as well so uh, we will definitely be posting that onto our our own web page and making sure that we can get the resources they are pretty much accepting donations and their sole purpose is to provide you know, reconstruction for the families that were out there, the people that were affected, the communities. Yeah. And so what a, and they've been around since 85, Wow. you know, and for that sole purpose of helping victims and survivors of the earthquake back then. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely, like Celeste said, have that, put that on our page um, as well. And I think as we were kind of talking about this, we, um, it hit us also the need for us, especially, I mean, if you're listening, you're in California yeah. to be prepared. Right you know, on that big fault line for sure. Yeah. 
we are an earthquake country here. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important for us to get, um, you know, Evelyn, you were saying like all of like the resources that we need to start stocking up Mm -hmm. on. So, yeah. So because of the whole earthquake and all of the, um, all the natural disasters that have been occurring, Mm -hmm. you know, like my husband and I, we've been talking about it. Well, I've been kind of like mentioning it a lot lately Mm -hmm. is the fact that we need to be better prepared. Like we've always, they always told us since, you know, we were tiny in school that we have to be prepared for an earthquake because mm-hmm. we're right on that fault line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now that we have, you know, I guess now that I'm older, I don't know. Um, so I've been looking yeah. at different things that we need. And so like, you know, we need to get water. We need to have like a lot of water stockpiled. The one thing I don't know yet is how much per person. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. You were saying that. Oh yeah. But uh, that's I on my Josh knew that list number too. I don't yeah. remember. Um, but they sell, um, these big 50 gallon drums like on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, They're pretty reasonable price wise. No. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. When you consider the cost, you consider why you're buying it. Okay. Yes. Okay. They are. They're not going to set you back like a thousand dollars. Okay. I have not looked into any of that stuff, but I know you were being very proactive about that recently. Well, yeah. And the thing is, um, the wait times for them now are getting longer and longer because oh, wow. it's like everybody's starting to, think the same way oh my god um so another thing that i remember thinking that we need is um a crank radio yeah you know but one that has um the capability of powering or charging a phone oh yeah yeah. so that's something we have to be able to now are these solar powered yes the one that i found is solar powered and you know you can also crank it to kind of power it up um but that food Mm -hmm. um thing maybe when they were talking about for the little ones um, if you know they're formula fed, you gotta stockpile that and stockpile some food for them as well because yeah. it's um with these earthquakes happening back to back in Mexico, it just I've always known it's a reality. Yeah, that's true. But now you're like, uh, yeah, I think it's time I stop putting it off and yeah. actually yeah. starting to um get all those essential items mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. need for our house. That's yep. true. It's always good to be prepared. I know. My, my husband always would tell me to, and he still does. And I was always like, oh, yeah, I'll go. I'll. And I go to the grocery because I, um, I live near a Winco. And at Winco, they sell, like, these really big um, tubs of um, – it's like an emergency food kit, oh, right, wow. for a family of four. I didn't four. know that. Yeah. And I always would think, okay, once a month I'll, I'll buy one, you know, and keep it. And I think they have I, – I, they have a pretty long, like, shelf life. And But, again, like Evelyn was saying – you just put it off because yeah. you're like, I, I will, I will, or mm-hmm. oh, that money could, you know, go towards this. And but it, it is important because at the end of the day, I mean, we don't have anything. Like, what do we do? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, there's nothing you can do once it's once the the tragedy is upon you. You that can't run so to the true. store and yeah. just grab all the things you need because one, how are you going to get there? What if you know the roads are you know mm-hmm. blocked or you know every and everybody isn't even thinking the same thing. Let me grab something from the store yeah so you might as well just and you see like those images of the store shelves just completely (laughs) empty yeah you know by then we were also talking about how um at um one of the schools that i worked at how they had an emergency plan in place Mm -hmm. obviously all schools have an emergency plan in place but theirs really impressed me because they have in their uh, storage area they have water for all of the students in case something were to happen Mm -hmm. food for all of them um, that the cafeteria or whoever, whatever staff is at hand would know how to handle, mm-hmm. um, 
areas for them to use uh, the bathroom where they would shower in case their parents cannot get there in time or if parents do come Mm -hmm. parents would be able to have some of that Uh, and so I know Evie you and I were talking about that well yeah when you were mentioning to that mentioning that to me I'm sorry um, I remember thinking I know that AJ is still small he's not school ready yet he's not going to school Mm -hmm. but at some point he is so as parents um I don't know. Do we find out what their what the school's protocol is in case of yeah. an emergency or a natural so disaster? Important. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, Evie, as you're talking, I'm like, my daughter goes to school. She's first grade, yeah. and I have not even asked what the protocol is in in that case. Yeah. And I'm like, secretly freaking out right now. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I need to know that because I know I work for a school district and. One of the things that I know for sure is I would not, if something happens, God forbid, I would not be able to just up and leave. I'd have to stay on campus mm-hmm. until we're given the clear, the go ahead mm-hmm. that, yeah, you can go home. Yeah. So I want to trust that my daughter will be in safe hands. Yeah. She'll be okay. And I don't know that right now. Mm-hmm. So I need to do my homework and I need to find out. Yeah. And I mean, I think, if I think, I mean, again, I don't know because I don't have a school age kid, mm-hmm. but if there's not something in place at the school, what can we do as parents to make sure that something gets put in place? Yeah. Because it's important also, I think one of the things we were talking about is what happens, I think you said that at the school you used to work at mm-hmm. more, they were prepared for the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. yeah. which is, you know, they have to house kids for a while because something mm-hmm. happens to the parents. The days, yeah. Yeah. Oh um, or the parents can't get to them, mm-hmm. so they have to make sure that they're prepared for that. Again, when we talk to the schools, okay, what's that plan in place? How long are you guys prepared for? Again, I don't know because... I don't know what their budgets are like, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, especially I, I like a public school, you know, because mm-hmm. this school was a private school, yeah. And so um, I don't know if that made a difference as to why they had mm-hmm. those um, resources or not, but um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what's reasonable to ask for, what's mm-hmm. not reasonable to ask for. I'm just thinking now, as okay, one day he's going to start going to school. Yeah. I know that that's a question that's going to be on my mind now. Well, so much of their day is at school. Yes, yeah. you know. So there, it, it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because they tell you to um, have a emergency kit in your at your home, mm-hmm. have that something similar in, in your car. car yep. But what I'm gonna send my son with his emergency kit, his on his backpack, <laughs> you know, his his food rations, <laughs> his water rations, his yep. you know, flashlight, everything. I yeah. mean, how does he carry all of that? Mm-hmm. Or right. w- you know, will the school provide that mm-hmm. stuff for for them? One friends, if, if, you know, family, if you have school age kids and you, um, have asked, um, where did you go? Like, let us know, comment, yes, please, you know, um, on uh, any of our pages and let us know because it's important. And, you know, there's other parents also that are probably mm-hmm. listening in that are wondering like, yeah, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if I've done it, you know, mm-hmm. it's a great, I mean, it's a conversation starter. The Definitely. other thing that, you know, Sal and I talked about, and this was even before all this happened was what, what do we do? when something occurs and you're at work, I'm at work and AJ somewhere else. Mm-hmm. How, what's our meetup spot? What's, what are our protocols? Yeah. And that's so important to have. Yeah, that's true. I remember reading once that, you know, you have to have like a home base mm-hmm. or someone to touch, um, to someone to notify out of the state mm-hmm. because that way everybody calls that number yeah. and they tell them, okay, let my, you know, I would call and say, Hey, let's sound know I'm okay. I'm here in this location. Mm-hmm. And he would do the same thing. And then, you know, when he calls in or 
if he's already called them before me, that person can relay, hey, I talked to him mm-hmm. or I talked to her. She's okay. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we have to think about as well is, you know, what do we do if we're separated? Because we all, right. we all kind of think, and that's how I was, I would think, okay, natural disaster, I'm always with some. But it'll be at night when we're all in bed, (laughs) you know, but we don't know when it happens (laughs) and we may not be together. We may be separated. Mm -hmm. And that's the scariest thing. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, again, yeah, there's so many hours in the day that we are separated, Mm -hmm. you know, from each other. Dad, you know, husband is working here. You know, wife is working there. Children are at school Mm -hmm. or at practice or whatever. Daycare. daycare, You just you just don't know. Yes. So please have that conversation. If you haven't already in your homes, you know, when you have, you know, older kids, let them know what the plan is as well so that they know what to do in the event of an emergency. So, for yes. example, say you have a daughter, you know, mm-hmm. let her know, okay, something happens, you know, this is where you call. Yes. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have those plans in place. And let if somebody is taking care of a child, let them know also what the plan is mm-hmm. that you guys Agreed. have set 100%. in place. Yeah. Great Important. advice. A little must advice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So uh, on episode uh, two, we ended off saying that this month we are in Hispanic Heritage Month. Woo! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, if you don't know, Hispanic Heritage Month runs from September 15th, and it ends on October 15th. Uh, and uh, the reason why they chose uh, the day of September 15th was because it is the anniversary of the independence for many uh, various Latin American countries, yes. like Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Mexico, we know, too. Mm-hmm. Did I say something? I, I heard Honduras. Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's new. That's real new. <laughs> oh, you gonna call somebody out? Huh? You know, I'm just returning the favor from last episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I see how this game works. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we said we wanted to kind of share a little bit on our. Uh, we are first generation Mexican American. Uh, women here Yay. in yes, the U.S. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Shout out to them. You know, I know we were talking early on when we were kind of discussing this a little bit. Was our our parents were Spanish speaking, mm-hmm. and so uh, we all kind of grew up speaking Spanish, and that was our first language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then you go to school, and they teach you English, mm-hmm. and Mom needs to open up a loan or something or an account at the bank. So who does she go to? She goes to you, the seven, eight-year-old kid. Who has now learned English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but who has no financial like terms you mm-hmm. know, in their vocabulary bank. Yeah, no insight whatsoever as to what that is. <laughs> and so you have to sit in that. you know. For us, it was my mom would open up. I remember one time I went with her to like Bank of America, and she was opening up an account or something. And she was asking me all these questions. So my mom would get frustrated. I would get frustrated and embarrassed because I didn't know what this person was saying. So I'm like making up all this stuff. Oh my and my gosh. mom kind of knows I'm making up the stuff. So she's like, is that really what they said? You know, but in Spanish, and I'm like, oh, gosh, I hate this. <laughs> like, but I think we were kind of talking about this. And it's the fact that because of all of that, we kind of matured a little quick. I mean, I'm not complaining at yeah. all. It's just. Yeah. You compare it to, like, the second generation, maybe. Yeah, that's true. You know? I think we were talking about it. We we were talking about um, our kids. Mm -hmm. You know, just like, I think one time in the comments to you, Mm Sally, about um, your daughter Mm -hmm. and how the age she was in. I was like, I remember being her age and doing all these things. I was already (laughs) already taking care of, you know, like, (laughs) Mabel. (laughs) You know? 
And it's like, and I can't see her doing that yeah. for some reason. Not that it's a bad thing, but it's just like, I remember <laughs> like, looking still at her baby. and thinking like, was I really her age and in charge of Mabel? Yeah. You probably, you probably were. Yeah. Cause it was like, I mean, we, we had like the, babies in here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Fill in where you could. It took a village. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Not that our parents weren't there. It was just, they worked. Yeah. You know, they were trying to provide for our household. And so. And we would be at grandma's house. Yeah. But it's, it's still like, you know, yeah, you're there at grandma's taking care of all the cousins. But because we're the older ones, our responsibility was making sure Mabel was okay. Yeah. yeah. Take care of the younger ones. Yeah. yeah. So how come I wasn't taking care of her? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> how come that kid still threw a rock in my head? <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> no, I can't say. <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> but I do agree in the sense that there is there is that part of you that I feel does mature a little bit faster because there are certain responsibilities that you do take on in the effort of um, contrib- contributing to the household. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all about... At that point, I think it was like surviving and thriving, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, and part of the territory. I mean, I don't know if this was a case for you, but I remember the moment when I finally realized, oh, I can't go to my parents for help anymore for homework. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because you yeah. kind of had to figure out everything on your own. Yeah. Not because they couldn't do it. It's just you couldn't explain to them what you needed done. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay. And then I think also you're like, okay, well, I can figure this out. It's okay. I paid attention in class. Mm-hmm. So you tried the best you could at your homework. And I think by the grace of God, <laughs> you were able to excel somehow. Mm-hmm. somehow because you really were just trying to your homework all on your own yeah and then uh, i remember for me i used to hate um or i disliked like science projects oh <laughs> gosh like the ones that made you do yeah like the whole full-blown yes. um what was it what were they called like diorama yes type. well because then you have to, you have a list of things you have to get done mm-hmm. in there and you feel like okay how am i gonna go to mom and dad and ask them to go buy me all this list yeah. of materials like, yeah we don't <laughs> We don't even have enough for frijoles, okay? Like, you're asking me to go get you all this stuff. You know, well, I mean, it's not, it's not like it wasn't a priority because it's, it's school-related, uh-huh. but it's like, okay, well, you know, baby needs diapers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have a family that, that's of six what kids. Yeah, yeah, let's be real. And it was going to add a bit of a hardship. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't think teachers realized that back then. No, I don't think so. You know, now I know when I taught and um, did a lot of, like, my student teaching at public schools, especially mm-hmm. low-income ones, you always put that into consideration. What is realistic? What is reasonable for you to ask mm-hmm. of the students to bring, mm-hmm. you know, for a project, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And back then, yeah, like the missions projects. Oh, Lord, Lord. Mm-hmm. I didn't even do oh. mine because I didn't. I yes. Didn't, same <laughs> thing. I, didn't, I didn't either. Because you know what? I didn't even bother asking mm-hmm. for it because I was like, no, I, in my little mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking, no, that's an expense we don't have to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, just kind of going back. I mean, so we're talking about <laughs> we grew up first generation Mexican-Americans with parents who didn't have a higher education, mm-hmm. right? So like elementary, middle school is probably right where about where it ended for them because in their time, they had to go out into the fields and start working to help yeah. provide for their family before they made it into the States. And so for us, I remember the one time I had to turn in a project, it was like this cabin. We were reading some some book, <laughs> a cabin book. And my poor sweet dad. <laughs> he stayed up on Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So I was supposed to make something literally out of, like, twigs from the yard and a cabin. And a cabin. And my, our but, dad. Wait, little FYI, my dad is a carpenter. Yes. I was so just going to say that. that. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so 
So because he has this like background in carpentry, he's like, oh, you need a house? I can do a house. Yeah. That's no problem. <laughs> Let me make you a house. And this was you like had two, <laughs> the best house. It was two. Somebody could live up in that with, thing. I don't know if it was a pool yes. or a yes. pond or he a lake. Was, oh my gosh. He went all out. He had divided up all the rooms. Like this floor plan was legit. <laughs> yeah. Divided up all the rooms. There was a living room, a dining, formal dining room. There was bedrooms. There was grass. There was grass. He there was grass. I remember the grass. He made this all out of wood. Yeah. And he had used some of his wood shavings and spray painted them green yeah. for the grass. Yes. Had made a circle um, into like the, I don't know. The what pond or yes, lake for, or for yeah. swimming pool. Something. Yeah. And then he made little miniature furniture. Yeah, he did. I had be- beds and benches uh-huh. and whatever. And I was so dang proud of that house. I remember taking it. It was bigger than me. And I was carrying it on the school <laughs> bus. And I remember taking it. And wouldn't you know I got a C. Oh, and I yes. was like, this is A material. What are you talking about? You needed twigs and rocks is what my teacher <laughs> told me. You didn't make this by yourself, which is absolutely true. And my dad was so sweet. He's like, Mia, how'd you do? What, what'd you get? Uh-huh. What, what kind of grade? And then I have the heart to tell him I had a C. What did you they tell gave him? Me an a. Oh, oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> I didn't. And know I just that. took that darn C, and I was proud of it because. Uh-huh. And I hated getting bad grades, yeah. but for me that was a poor grade. Oh. I was so so paranoid about my grades, but I was like, I did not have the heart. He stayed up till like three in the morning, yeah. and he had to be out the door for work at five. Uh-huh. And my, I remember when mom was like, "Oh, Mija, your daddy loves you so much. He didn't even sleep." And dad wasn't a man of many words and many I love you, but I will forever to this day remember how loved I felt Mm -hmm. that he would work that hard so that I could get a good grade. I thought it was like, okay, so we didn't have enough money for like dollhouses and stuff. (laughs) That mess was like the dollhouse, was it not? We would always play with that thing. It was a legit dollhouse. I was like, nobody knew a Barbie dream house. That mess was legit. It was like amazing. It was beautiful. And it's just so funny because... In his, like, in not knowing kind of what the culture is like and what teachers are expecting, like, mm-hmm. he put his best foot forward and he thought, like, that's what we needed. Yeah. And so I just didn't have the heart. And I was like, oh. So little things like that. There was other things. You know, we've talked about how, uh, f- for me, going into kindergarten, no, it was it was preschool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know English. We grew up in a monolingual home. Yeah, well, so I, was, I was only put Spanish. into a bilingual kindergarten class. Yeah. And I just remember, like, these peers trying to talk to me. <laughs> And I was like, "Gay? Yeah. I don't understand a <laughs> yeah. word of what they were saying to me. I felt so out of place, fish out of water. Well, I remember knowing that something was up in that kindergarten class mm-hmm. only because there was another class right next to us that was also kindergarten, mm-hmm. but all of the English-speaking kids were in there, and there was maybe two of them in that class were Hispanics. All the oh, other wow. Hispanic kids were in my class. Mm-hmm. And so I remember thinking, like, that's weird. And I remember I was feeling like, how come they're not over there? <laughs> because they did, like, really cool stuff. Uh-huh. That we didn't get to do for some reason. Yeah. And I remember just being like, man, I wish I was in that class. And then I think it was one of our younger sisters uh, was not put in the bilingual oh. kindergarten class. And she was put into the English-speaking Because by then she English had grown up with us one. and we spoke pr- yeah. primarily English. And I, almost inside of me, I was almost like, dang, lucky girl. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have to go to the beginner, yeah. <laughs> the native speaker, yeah. but... That's crazy, huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember even having to translate for like mom and dad at like parent conferences at school. Mm-hmm. And oh, thank God yeah. I was like up and up <laughs> doing, you know, yes. well in school. But I remember it was like every once in a while, like if I got too social or something uh-huh. and I talked, he was like, well, 
because back then I don't remember them having a translator. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, no, well, tell your didn't. mom that, you know, I, I did have to redirect you several times mm-hmm. because you were talking yeah, to friends. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, dang. And it's like, you, like, and the thing is, mom and dad were smart enough to know if we were lying. Uh-huh. So you had to tell the truth. Yeah. But it was like, dang it. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I don't have that same memory you have about mm-hmm. entering preschool. I have memories of being in preschool, but not a memory of not knowing English. Really? Oh. Yes, it's so weird. And that's crazy because we were like yes. right there contemporary. Yes. So, wow. so I don't always spoke English. I always spoke English. <laughs> that is so <laughs> funny. I, I vividly remember not understanding. That's See, I, I don't, but I do have a memory. I think I was in first grade. And I've always loved going to Tijuana since I was little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the candy. I love the candy. <laughs> and you can, they finally bought us candy. <laughs> and I've always loved, like, but I remember, I haven't seen them since, but I remember that we went and mom and dad bought me, like, these, they're the, like little jaritos, like little um, oh, jar, with jars oh, with no, tamarindo this, inside yeah, of them. Delicious. The yeah. Yes. And, like, the, like they were clay pots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember that I was so proud of them. I loved them so much. <laughs> uh-huh. And I took them with me on the bus to school. Yeah. And somebody asked me, oh, where'd you get those? And I'm like, Tijuana. Uh-huh. And um, they're like, where? I'm like, Tijuana. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where is that? And I'm like, uh, Tijuana. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know where to tell you, but that's where it's at. <laughs> But I remember that that was the first memory I had of kind of not being ashamed, but realizing that I was a little different mm-hmm. because they pointed out that I was saying a Spanish word. Yeah. That they and didn't understand. Actually, you know what? They told me, oh, you mean like TJ? Oh. And I'm like, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when I realized I was like, I oh, that. yeah. that's interesting. You, you know, when it hit me when I knew that I was different was um, it was either my first or second grade class. And um, in kindergarten class, they always called me Mabel. I was always Mabel, Mabel, mm-hmm. Mabel. And then the teacher, uh, it was already, my gosh, I, we were months into the class already. And <coughs> she pulled me aside. I don't even think she pulled me aside. I really, I, I vividly remember like being in front of everybody because I was really embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And she told me, okay, sweetheart, um, so I can either say Mabel, see how I can say that, Mabel or Mabel. And yeah, and I remember just being like, oh, that's ugly. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't going to call me that ugly (laughs) name. I don't know who that is, but that's not me. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, who is that? And she was like, and she, and she like repeated it again. She's like, okay, so I can call you, sweetheart, Mabel, or I can call you Mabel. But I really need you to make a decision so that I can put it in the (laughs) record, you know, Mm -hmm. so that for the rest of my classes after that in sex, you know, in second, third, Mm -hmm. whatever grade, uh, the teacher would know, okay, she goes under Mabel. And so in my mind, I was like, well, I don't like Mabel. That's Mm -hmm. not my name. So, yeah, I guess Mabel. Yeah. And since then, like it changed and it didn't hit me. I didn't think anything of it. Okay. Mm -hmm throughout my uh, school years, it wasn't until I went into the credentialing program Mm -hmm. and it was a culturally like sensitive class that we were, that I had to take. And they, the professor kind of asked us, you know, to stop and think if we ever had one of those memories, we were talking about like code switching Mm -hmm. and all that. And then um, they told us, okay, stop and think. Have you ever, you know, those of you that uh, do have parents that are immigrants, did you have a moment where you felt like you had to somewhat, um, change something about yourself or whatever 
And for some reason, like that one just hit me and I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, because it did, it, in a way it did kind of bother, yeah. you know, my little mm-hmm. first grade, second grade heart. Mm-hmm. Cause I was kind of like at home, my mabe, like that's mm-hmm. all I've ever known. And, and it made me feel embarrassed of my name. And I feel like since mm-hmm. then I always struggled with my name. That's so interesting because the memory I told you from that uh-huh. moment forward, I never again, I made sure never again to take like any of my little treasures from. No way. Yeah, because I was like kind of like ashamed. Like, yeah. Well, I'm really shy. Yeah. I've always been that way. So that just put the spotlight on Yes, you. and people were just like staring at me as they're asking me where I get them from. And then I realized I said the name wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't say it wrong. Yeah, you but said it right, girl. <laughs> yeah. But it was, I didn't say TJ. Yeah. And so ever since then, I made sure you say TJ. Mm-hmm. And you make sure that, you know, your words are Americanized. Yeah. So, and it's, and my, my husband has caught me a few times, yeah. um, in recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, it just, it sticks to you. And I think I was about first grade also yeah. first, maybe mm-hmm. second grade. No, it does. But it even it sticks, sticks to you, with you. when yeah. you're older, because I know sometimes it would kind of make me feel bad mm-hmm. when I would, um, uh, stumble like on English words, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, especially after I would go home and even as an adult, go home, talk to my mom, Spanish, 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 mm-hmm. Spanish, Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then I have to switch over to English when I'm talking to, you know, friends or colleagues or whatever. And I might accidentally, um, stumble on an English word cause I'm still working with Spanish mm-hmm. pronunciation. Yeah. And then someone like calls <laughs> me out on it, you know, and kind of like in a, in like a lighthearted joking mm-hmm. way. But for me, it just would feel like, Oh my gosh, I need to do better. Yes. I need to do better. I need to speak English better, you know? And it's like, it happens. Like It yeah. does. <laughs> and I think I've come more to terms as I've been getting older. I made, I've made more of a conscious effort to, you know, really practice my Spanish and mm-hmm. really try to, I, we talked about this even before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. That was one of my, the main reasons why I wanted, you know, to make sure that our name represented who we are, yeah. you know? And it was because I was like, no, I am, you know, from immigrant parents mm-hmm. and I know Spanish and, and I, I was raised by, um, well now I'm bilingual, you know, mm-hmm. but I was, I, there was a moment when I wouldn't really use my Spanish that much mm-hmm. and I knew it because I learned it from a very young age and I learned how to read and write the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it was that little first, second grader in, in me that was like, ah, like, yeah. you know. You've got to still, you still have to improve more things about who you are. Mm-hmm. And then once you're, you're accepted that way, then you go, you can yeah. circle back. Mm-hmm. Well, we always talk about the, that scene in um, the movie Selena, right? Where uh, the dad is like all frustrated because yes. she's speaking like Spanish yeah. well enough and she has to go and promote <laughs> herself. And then he's like, look at me. You got to be more Mexican than the Mexicans and you got to be more American than the Americans. Yes. You know? That struck a chord with me. Yeah. I think with everybody. Yeah. But, but like, I guess any nationality me. too. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I know I've had other, I've had friends of other nationalities who are also first generation Americans mm-hmm. and they've been through something very similar when it comes to that, you know, um, wanting to assimilate, wanting to be, you know, part of the culture, mm-hmm. but then also having your own identity in your own culture, mm-hmm. in your roots. And how do you navigate? M- yeah. How do you meld the two? How do you navigate? You said that perfectly. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. So it's like one of those things where you're constantly just thinking, where do I fit in? Cause yeah. I'm yes. not all one or all the other. Because I'm a mixture of both. And you love both sides yes. of you. Mm-hmm. You love them. Yes. Dearly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that, that was one of my struggles. And now with AJ, 
uh, my husband and I made made the decision that with him we want it, we want him to be bilingual from the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. So we talked. I think I talked to him a little more in Spanish, but I always translate what I say, mm-hmm. so that he I I want him to understand that the Spanish language is and his his um heritage mm-hmm. is so precious it, yes. because that's a part of who he is. Yeah. yeah. And so, I don't know. And it's nice to know your heritage and where you come from Mm -hmm. and, you know, what makes you who you are. It's beautiful. I think all of our nationalities, regardless of family, what what nationality you are, it's beautiful. And I think it's so Mm -hmm. it's so important to embrace those sides of you because that's what makes us unique Mm -hmm. and. And different and, you know, important even. Mm -hmm. But I get what you're saying, Evie, with the whole at one point, I think I remember having those experiences too, where I felt like I didn't fit in with, I mean, growing up, I was in a lot of the gate classes, you mm-hmm. know, you guys were too. Mm-hmm. And so I was always maybe one of two Hispanic kids uh, in that, in those yeah. classes. And I always that felt like hardest. I just didn't quite fit in mm-hmm. because they were, it almost felt like to me, they were so American and like the perfect, poster kids for what America is. And I just felt like, I don't know that I have those same traditions, you know? And so for me, it was awkward and I didn't know quite how to relate to these kids. And I liked them a lot and Mm -hmm. they were super sweet to me, but I just felt like I just never really fit in because I don't know what it's like to do some of the things that they did. I mean, Mm -hmm. we we were like, you know, there were rules that we had in the home. Our parents were strict, but, for a benefit to us. I mean, I'm grateful that they were like yeah, that. Like they I didn't get to do the sleepovers. Yeah. Sorry, and everybody. they were all about like, hey, let's come spend the night. And we're all having a girl sleepover. And <laughs> or, I was like, uh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> or what was really big were those roller skating parties. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I want to go to one so bad. <laughs> mom's like, we didn't need to go to that for you. got sisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a brother. Roller skate here. <laughs> With the one pair of roller skates yeah. that we had to share. The super old ones. My dad's super like four wheel ones. Yeah. Hey, but I did some amazing spins on yeah, those. You were super talented <laughs> with those. You were. That or, or play with too big the random yeah. crutches that were in the garage oh that God. we don't even know who like those belong to. <laughs> that's true. But it's true. Yeah, and, that, and that's so important too, Sally, because it's true. My my friends that were in my classes never made me feel like I was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine didn't. It's just either. something inside of me just always you just kind of felt knew. like yeah, yeah, like I just you know. I think one time, too, I even wrote a paper. Our teacher was giving examples like, you know, what does your mom make for dessert? You know, this and this and that. And not saying that, you know, other moms, <laughs> you know, Mexican moms that that. Yeah, don't <laughs> make dessert. But, make, but, yeah. but, you know, like, so for this paper, I wrote like, oh, yeah, mom makes, you know, a meatloaf. And I didn't even know what the heck meatloaf <laughs> was. <laughs> and then we had some cherry pie. <laughs> lies. Yeah. Straight total, up lies. Lies. I didn't but even know because, what meatloaf was until I like I was I had, 10. I had written something about like what we actually had. And I think we had like, I don't know. I think we had like albondigas that day or something. Uh-huh. And my teacher thought it was. Which is a like, meatball soup oh, yeah, family meatball for those of you that yeah. don't understand. And so my teacher was like, she thought it was an error at the time. She thought oh. I had like made up a word or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, she was like, no, sweetheart, like this is a food. Like what does your mom make? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, uh, that's what i said <laughs> I, I was thinking i was like what is a what did sally sally say that one time mommy? <laughs> <laughs> Milo, that's it interesting though is that now all of the um like the hispanic 
Latino stuff is totally more mainstream in now. Yeah. 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 And it's Which like, where so were cool. you at when I was growing up? <laughs> when I was trying to explain what albondigas were. And, you know, my little jar with tamarindo. I know. <laughs> nice kids with takis. And I know. I'm surprised. At my job, I mean, it's so funny because we'll do groups here and there. And I remember last year buying takis and thinking, Maybe a handful of my kids, every single body wanted them. <laughs> and I only had had like maybe, maybe if I, for example, if I had a group of 10 kids, uh-huh. I probably bought six takis and the rest were like sun chip, yeah. regular lays. And I could like, they were fighting takis. over the takis. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't even like takis. Yeah. Like that's so sad. Yeah, I don't like takis Well, like either. now kids, like, you know, for parties, like you'll see kids that aren't even Hispanic and they'll come back, you know, with their favorite chili candy because yeah. it's totally in. Mm-hmm. And it was like, back in the day, it was like, I had friends that would spend time like, I, I don't like that Mexican candy. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, and they would not, they were not meeting no, it to they be just like, were like, I mean, it's, but hey, they were, they were like, I just it's don't understand taste. like how you can do something with like fruit <laughs> and then put chili. I just don't get that. <laughs> Remember and you're like, what do you mean? Yeah. What's not to like about like, it? Come on, have you ever had mango with some chili on it? You are missing out on life. Like, for real. Christmases too. Christmases were always different. Oh, yeah, yes, they were. They mm-hmm. were. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about how we celebrate it on the 24th, mm-hmm. Noche Buena. I, I don't even remember even knowing that people celebrated on the 25th I until either. I would go back to school and it was like, I thought oh yeah, we got up on Christmas Day. I'm like, what? I you missed out on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think <laughs> I was just this? like, okay, people just decide when they want to because I mean, we always knew Christmas Day mm-hmm. was the 25th, but it was like, no, but we just kind of like party into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Stay up till three in the morning. Yeah. You know, party until so we can't hang no more the 25th because, about them leftovers. yeah because i remember <laughs> for me i was like yes i love it because the 24th you had like this everybody comes over with uh-huh. all the food yeah. and you see the cousins and then you get to stay up super late yeah. and then mm-hmm. you can open up all your gifts yep. and and you can't play with you none can't of them, play with <laughs> any of them <laughs> though then you gotta go to sleep it's yeah. too late but you i know because you go to sleep kind of like ah, <laughs> but i got the nintendo <laughs> But at least you oh, you wake up with that anticipation because do uh, yes or no? We woke up super early. Oh yes. yeah, I don't <laughs> only care. time yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares that you went to sleep at three in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't even matter for landing on a Saturday. We were not watching them Saturday cartoons. We were playing That's with those true. toys. Yeah, you're like yeah. assembling everything and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I, I loved true. it. Loved yeah. it. That is true. Still love it. And, th- and that's Still the thing. I think that's true. Thinking back, there are some. Yeah, there were obviously hurdles. You know that we had to. Um, you know kind of jump over and mm-hmm. all of that but and overcome I, yeah. I don't think I would have wanted to change anything mm-hmm. about you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful that my parents were who they were yeah I and agree. are who they are yeah you know and I I love the fact that I have those crazy memories of me having to translate for mom and dad <laughs> in a bank or wherever it was and um because one yes I feel like like Evelyn how you were saying early on uh, I don't think I would I would be the person I am today. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, I'm so mature. You know, I'm not <laughs> saying that at all. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you guys listen to funny. me. No, just- my immaturity comes out like <laughs> quick status. But I do think that in some aspects, you know, uh, especially when it comes to like my responsibilities, yeah. I um, take them and I, I matured in that area because of my parents, because yeah. of the fact that, you know, they were working, and so they trusted us. That, mm-hmm. that was a thing. That's true. That was a huge... They yeah. had to put trust that we were going to take care of 
each other, you know, that you guys were going to take care of me, that I was going to take care of our younger ones, you know, with you guys. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we were going to walk each other to the school bus that we were going to watch out for each other. We knew what That's side true. of the, you know, sidewalk that. to stand on. Mm-hmm. Like they had to trust us in that. that is I mean, cause we will talk later on, you know, teenage years and sometimes, you know, they didn't trust us so much. <laughs> and so, and that hurt, you know, mm-hmm. because they always trusted us. And so it almost feels like that scene in Mean Girls where, um, Lindsay Lohan, right? She's coming into the school and she says in her oh, monologue, yeah. like, I'm not used to adults not trusting me and me having always asked for this and asked for that because our parents almost treated us, you know, like mm-hmm. these mini little adults that mm-hmm. could take care of each other. That is so true. I, to this day, so we'll never forget how I used to be able to walk you to your oh, kindergarten yeah. class. And it was like she was my child. <laughs> I remember like <laughs> dropping her off and she would have a, such a hard time with that transition and just watching her like, Blow me kisses through the little window and I being like, oh, hated I have to kindergarten. Leave my baby. <laughs> like, that's how it was. It's true. Yeah. But I do agree with you, Maves, in the sense that I feel like, even though maybe in those moments it was a little awkward for all of us mm-hmm. because we didn't know. I mean, we were kids talking to adults, trying yeah. to ask, making requests and, do, you know, translation and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But at the end of the day, I think it did teach us um, self advocacy, yeah. the ability to be able to ask for something, go mm-hmm. up to an adult, be resourceful, yeah. you know, um, autonomy is something that we did grow into because almost we didn't have a choice, but also because it was out of necessity. Yeah. And thank goodness for that because you become self-sufficient because of that. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that our parents taught us that will never be taken away, yeah. you know, that and now we get to pass that down to our kids. I mean, that's how you build responsible citizens, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for that for every experience, even if it was tough. At the end of the day, we do grow from it. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very thankful. And we get to ha- live in a land of opportunity now yeah. because of those sacrifices that our parents yeah. have made. So that, I mean, now we, we've all gone to college. Yeah. You know, we, ha- we got an education because of the dream that they once had mm-hmm. that we could do something better for ourselves. And we have a job that is steady income for us yeah. because of their dreams. So I'm thankful. Thank the Lord for um, all, all of, you know, all of our parents. I think we can yes. all say that, that, um, you know, the good, the bad, all of it. I mean, we wouldn't be who we are Absolutely if true. it weren't, mm-hmm. um, you know, for them. So uh, with that, uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, we really, really do. Uh, you can find us on a little mass underscore at uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's our handle. Um, or a little com. We can't wait uh, to continue to share with you just these stories um, as we're in Hispanic Heritage Month. We also, something that's on our heart as well is just navigating culture with our faith. Yes. And so in the next upcoming uh, episodes, um, soon we'll be talking about that. You know, uh, we talked about the Selena quote, but it really is true. You know, w- when you're also raised in a Christian household, it's like you have to be a super good Christian on top of that a good Mexican and on top of that, a good American, you know? And so it's just trying to navigate through all of that and understanding um, really who God has called us to be um, amongst it all. So we're excited to talk about that as well. Um, We thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like always, we love you guys so much. Uh, This is Mabel, Evelyn, and Celeste. And you have been listening to A A Little Little Mas. Adios.